sexy sustainability meditate masturbate Kimboology. It's your girl Kimbo here. And if you guys are watching us in the visuals, hi. And you guys see that is not Becky there. <laughs> but we have a guest, and it's amazing because we have Bailey from Candle Tit in the building. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> so I'm really excited, guys. Um, today we wanted to, I wanted to bring Bailey on because uh, I wanted her to share a little bit more about her business and what she does. And she's really fucking cool. I mean, we've been chilling. We're like having wine. My cat Georgie's obsessed with her already. So, yeah. So, Bailey, do you want to say hi to the audience and just say who you are and more about, you know, why you're here? Yeah, I think you'll have to get into the story of how we came here. Yes, yeah, I'm yes. I'm Bailey. I'm the owner of Candle to LLC, Chicago-based business. Um, I do custom molding sessions, which we uh, did. We just did. Today, so yeah. About that. Um, of people's breasts and chests, and then I turn them into candles, hence the name Candle Tit. Um, and Love then it. I do a lot of other artwork like resin, um, food safe molds, all around breasts and chest. Um, so you can get custom ones done, or you can buy other people's um, on my website or at my events. And then I have some fun apparel, which we are repping today. You guys, get into these sweaters that we're wearing. They say diverse titties on it. It's so great. <laughs> and then I also have t-shirts conveniently here, too. Yeah. Those, the t-shirts are cute as fuck, too. Inclusivity, which you probably can't see. Oh, inclusivity, y'all. <laughs> That's fucking cute. Okay. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to put it in order because I have people that definitely need all of this. So, um, yeah. And, and the funny thing is, let's. I want to go over the story because funny thing is, I fell in love with this sweater because, my, shout out to my nail technician, beautician, Angela, who was wearing this during one of our sessions, she was doing my nails, and I was like, bitch, this, this sweater is super fucking cute, like, where'd you get it? And, you know, shout out to my girl Angela, I love her, she was just like, yeah, girl, I don't know, I was at one of these events, and it was cute, and she, like, didn't tell me what the business was, she just was like, I think she saw you at, like, Wicker Park Fest, or some sort of fest that you were popping up in, and saw it thought it was cute bought the sweater i was like i'm obsessed i need it can you tell me where you bought it gave, she gave me your website i dumb and i didn't even look at what it was about i just read bought the, name the sweater of the website or anything on the homepage. you just went straight for the titty sweatshirt i literally was like <laughs> i need this sweatshirt i'm buying it and i bought it and then it was funny because i remember like oh my god okay like i the sweater and then i ran into you at exotica because she was popping up there. Um, and if you guys don't know, Exotica is, you know, it's a sex entertainment like expo that involves everything sex work related. And so your business and you're going to dive deeper into with all the little all the more like because to be honest with you, like I was I was really impressed because I was just like, first of all, I thought it was just a sweater. <laughs> and then when I when I saw her at Exotica with the sweaters and the logos, I literally was like, oh, I just bought a sweater. I bought that, you know, and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, it's coming. You're like, it's coming. <laughs> but then I was like, wait, your business is candle tits. Like, I, I just didn't know. And then. Yeah. Literally, guys, like you can create you can have your boobs, your tits be candles isn't that like i and fucking you can't. get like all the little details too is the cool part it's not just like an abstract breast like you get all the little details of your stretch marks skin moles anything it's it's pretty it's detailed 
really cool, really wild. And then, yeah, so obviously you being at Exotic was perfect because, you know, there's many sex workers there where people go, they want to visit their favorite sex worker, you know, their favorite, you know, person that they've been watching. They're like, oh, my God, how cool would it be if they can, like, go home with a tit, a candle that's their tit? I'm like, that's cool. That's really cool. So, um, yeah, actually, um, we just did a session not too long ago. So, so Bailey came over and she she did this whole process on me. Can you break that down a little bit more about like the process of like making the candle? Yeah. Like, yeah, we would love to know. Absolutely. So basically I come to my clients homes, like this lovely human here and we do, it's about a two hour session. Um, we do silicone is the first layer. It's skin safe. Um, we do a couple layers of that and then we do a few layers of plaster cast, which is like the mother mold in the mm-hmm. art world is what you called it. Um, and then I take the mold home and I kind of like zhuzh it up, make sure it's really strong and sturdy and will last the rest of your ah. life. Um, cause when you're working with real humans, sometimes it's hard to tell like the density of the silicone. Got you. Uh, yeah. And for these molds, it's important to have them be really sturdy and, uh, evenly distributed with silicone because I make the candles out of them. And so it's a very heat intense yeah. process. So, um, yeah, We're so good. we can do the candles, we can do resin, which is cool because it's kind of like a glass. If you've, you've worked with it before, yeah. you can put things in it. You can put flour, you can put weed leaves, you can yes. put sparkles or anything so like cute. that. Mm-hmm. Um, we can do food-safe silicone molds. This isn't food-safe, but we can make a food-safe mold um, to make your own chocolates and jellos. Um, I love that, guys. You can make, like, little titty chocolate titties literally i mean so if you guys are watching the visuals like this green part is the silicone right yep and so she put that on me first and then that dried right and then you were able to put the plaster on top of it so yeah the process was really cool i felt like superwoman because i had this like breastplate like (laughs) super cool yeah it gave me superwoman vibes so made me feel powerful and so my question to you is like what inspired you to start your business candle tit like where did it come from yeah it's so funny to think back it was kind of like one of those epiphany moments where you had like a coming to whatever moment um i was in a store in what was it like lakeview in chicago and they had um candles there of different body parts and for whatever reason I couldn't stop thinking about it and which was weird for me because I don't like candles yeah she doesn't like candles (laughs) she's a candle company (laughs) I don't buy I've never bought candles for myself I don't like smelly things and so it was just weird to me and it, it stood out that I was so fixated on these candles and I was like why like what other body parts could you do and so I was like you could do your ears like earwax that would be weird or your nose and then I remember where I was walking in Chicago when it hit me it was like I hit a brick wall and I was like titties (laughs) why don't don't people make candle titties and like within 30 seconds I like uh, as you do as you know a young millennial gen c you go onto Instagram and you're like candle tit no one's taken it Uh (laughs) nice and then figured out the process of this is probably my like you know, done a couple versions of the silicone and figured out a process that works. Um, And then candle making, again, don't like candles, but like had to begrudgingly go through the process of figuring (laughs) out how to make candles. Um, And then the first time I made them, I was like, holy shit, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And it actually just started off as like a one-off project for myself. Okay. Um, And then I started telling my friends about it and showing people and everyone was like, wait, 
whoa, I want mine done. Yeah. Like, I buy these. And I was like, oh, maybe this is a thing. Like, I've always wanted to run a business. And if I did, I'd want it to be super fun and, like, lighthearted. Yeah. Um, and so then when COVID happened, I was like, this is what I want to spend my time doing. I need something, oh my like, God. light and fun. Um, and it was more, I guess, 2019 is when I started it. Um, and then it was a little tricky during COVID because so many people that I wanted to work with, like, breast cancer, anyone going through breast or chest surgery are just more higher vulnerability to, you know, they can't get sick before they go to surgery or they can't do their surgery. And a lot of those are tricky to schedule. Anyway, so I kind of stopped doing custom sessions for 2020 and then just focus on doing events and just seeing if people would buy other people's boob candles. Mm. And turns out they do. (laughs) So... Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like you were like exotic. You're like, okay, like I figured, you know, some of these some of these sex workers, some of these people here in the entertainment like might have, you know, fans that would want to take home a little customary titty, you know. Um, First of all, I love the fact that she is like, I hate candles, but I'm going to I'm going to have a candle business hilarious but i think that's great because it's like you don't know what inspires you sometimes you know and i fell in love with your company as soon as i saw it you know what i mean obviously like the shirt itself too like i just i just love the story that you stand behind it right because at the end of the day what did you say about breasts they're they're body parts right like what were you yeah it's just a body part that can either be it can be sexualized but that shouldn't be the default it should just be a body part that we love and accept and as it evolves throughout our life we should accept and love that evolution right right and then the funny thing was it's like i was like oh my god i was like looking at my breasts like the like you know what i just showed you guys and i was like Yo, like I remember when I was a kid and I was like, I really want, I wanted boobs. Like I was just like, I remember when I was like 12 years old or 11 years old and I was like, man, I really want titties, but like they're not big, you know? And then I'm like, bitch, you just got to wait. Like you're in your thirties now. I got tits. (laughs) They came, you know? So it's just so funny how I looked at, I looked at the, at the mold of my tits and I was very critical too of my titties. Like like do you I'm sure you get that a lot or like people that were like feel a way about their tits or like totally, absolutely, yeah. yeah like what like would they say like I mean I'm sure everybody has their own like for for example like if one's bigger than the other or their areolas shaped differently yeah so but that's the thing art well at like events I've kind of learned a lot because I don't know I'm a smaller chested person and I never really had issues with my chest mm-hmm. um, but I had a lot of friends who were and so I think uh, you know, I've, I've learned a little bit through that, but doing events, I think the two most common things that I hear when they come to my table and know that I can do custom sessions is, oh my gosh, mine's too tiny. Like I wouldn't even make a candle, it would make a tea light. And it's a very like negative essence and tone, which is heartbreaking. And then on the other spectrum, it's, oh my gosh, my boobs are too big. You right. would never have enough, enough wax in the world. And just there's a lot of negativity around this body part that has we've experienced throughout our lives. It's either right. we want them and then once we have them, they're not enough or not. They're, they're just never right. It's like Goldilocks. That's true, actually. Yeah. Because as you grow up, you're just like nitpicking, you mm-hmm. know, like like, yeah, like maybe like I remember I was obsessed with areolas for a while. <laughs> And I remember seeing, like, women with areolas that were much smaller than mine. Okay. And I was just kind of envious. Like, I always wanted my areola to be small, but it was, like, like you know, when I when my nipples aren't hard, they're a little bit bigger, you know? Sure. And so I was like, oh, 
I wanted I want small Ariel. Like I would be I like petite teeth. Yeah. Like I was like, why was that? Like, I, why do I look at that and be like, man, that's what I want. It's like kind of strange to think that, but I really was like, I, I my areolas aren't shaped the right way. And where were you seeing these areolas? Oh, TV. Like, okay. I mean, I love porn, so like I'll watch, sure. you know. Like, or I'll watch, I'll, I remember, like, bring it on. I mean, she doesn't show her tits, but I was obsessed with her tits. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Christian Dunst had, like, great tits. And I was just like, oh. And I remember being like, why don't, why aren't mine shaped like that? Like, mm-hmm. she, I remember she would wear no bra and it'd be, like, fine. Like, you know what I mean? Like, 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 you don't see her nipple. I mean, like, obviously now with TV magic, like, I know more about it. But, like, I definitely didn't, I definitely didn't want, I definitely weren't happy, wasn't happy with, like, my areola. I remember that was something that, and I, like, I found myself kind of going there a little bit. Like, even tonight when we were doing our session. Like, I like when my, my nipples are hard because my areolas shrink. Oh, interesting. So they feel like they look more pleasing, whatever, to, like, you know, the societal norms of what a brush should look like, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's another thing, too. Like, that's why I love your sweater so much is that she has, like, all the range of titty on here or chest. You know, like, it's it's a really cute sweater. And it's on sale, guys. So if I'll leave the in the show notes and everything, and I'll put um, when I go when I re, when I repost this, like it'll be in the bio, so you guys can go and purchase your own cute sweater. Yeah, we can do a discount code too. I'll give you that. Perfect. We'll do a discount code, so it'll be Kimbo or something like that. Yeah. Discount code. You know, you can get yourself a sweater because honestly, like it's also the best quality. Like when I got my sweater too, I was like, cause I, I came from a fashion design world too. So I'm like, I know my clothing. And when I got this, I was like, damn, like this is good quality. Like it's embroidered. Like all the little like shapes are here. All the little titties, they're all embroidered. And then can you, I want to actually, can you share a little bit more about the history and the story behind this, your iconic sweater? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So the reason I wanted to do an apparel piece is I was kind of thinking through my branding and I was doing all these events and having great conversations with people and I really wanted other people to be having these conversations. So I wanted to replicate the conversations I was having at events that people could have in their day-to-day lives. And I love fashion and I love how they can be conversation pieces. Someone has something cute. You're like, oh, those are really cute earrings. And then you strike a a conversation and now you're best friends, you know? Um, and so, but I also didn't want to be creating titty sweatshirts that were made by child labor, right? Or other horrible aspects of, you know, the fast fashion industry. So if I was going to do it, I wanted it to be like my whole business. I try to be as ethical as I can in my view of ethics, I guess that's kind of, you know, subjective, but anyway, so they're, um, a hundred percent organic content cotton (laughs) um and they're from fair trade farmers that use like solar panel farming um all the details she went down to the solar panel y'all i mean (laughs) and i'm over here preaching about sex sustainability y'all all all the time and this bitch got me beat i mean when she says solar panel i'm like you got to talk about this on the show yeah so the farms have solar panels that create the cotton is I think that, it's either solar panel. Now I'm second guessing, or maybe it's windmill. I think it's windmill power. But it's solar. It's it's, uh, it's ethically yes, it's conscious. And God. then mm-hmm. throughout the entire process, from like farmer to finished product, it's ethically.
ethically sourced, ethical like labor Love laws, it. all of it. Um, so they are very much more expensive than your typical sweatshirt. Right. But you also have a super high quality sweatshirt that you'll want to wear all the time, um, which is both good for me, but also good for you and good for the conversation of diversities. For sure. Um, and then, yeah, I wanted to be embroidered because, you know. I want these to last beyond my life on this earth, and I yeah. think that they probably will. And then another cool thing about these is this design and yours as well, yeah, is different from the original design. So after all the conversations I've been having at events with people, I learned so many different stories of, like, different conditions and different types of breasts and people coming to me being like, oh, like, mine's not totally represented here. And so I actually did a redesign of the sweatshirt um, earlier this year where I, and a lot of them have specific stories to them now, which is really cool. Um, so there's a lactating one, there's, um, an artist in, uh, Canada that I'll link. I can't think of her name right now. Um, who is like a chest hair, body, uh, body hair, like advocate. Um, and then we have like trans top surgery scars, which are slightly different from mastectomy scars, um, nipple piercing, um, in the center, um, my good friend runs an organization in Canada, the like flower one. Yeah, that was so cute. So that one is kind of both like it could be pasties, but also she runs an organization where she works with tattoo artists to pay for them to do like floral tattoos post mastectomy. That's so cool. So oh my God. A lot of them have really special stories now and it just kind of. And and maybe I'll do a redesign in another year or two if I, I realize that I'm missing other things. But yeah, it's I think fun you did. Evolve. I think you nailed it because like there's so much inclusivity on these sweaters. And uh, honestly, like I want a hoodie, I want a shirt. Like I, it's like it's so cute that I want the black one because that one has like the rainbow colors. So cute. Like when I the hardest part I had was when I like was picking it. I was like, fuck, which one do I pick? <laughs> like. So honestly, like, yeah, shout out to you for your you're super creative and your marketing skills are because like, yeah, like that story that you told me about the young kids. Can you share that on? The, can yeah. you share that with the audience? Because it's super cute, guys. Yeah. So. so the first time I wore my sweatshirt, I was a little bit nervous. Just I didn't know if people would react negatively. It's a sweatshirt with a bunch of titties on it. I didn't know. <laughs> like, this is my business, but I was still a little self-conscious about it. And the first place I went was the grocery store and the gal checking me out for or like bagging my groceries was probably 16. And I was like, oh, is she going to see it? And she immediately was like, oh, my gosh, I love your sweatshirt. Where did you get it? So I, cool. you know, she kind of alluded to having larger breasts and typically mm. wearing larger sweatshirts, which is kind of common, especially among young women. Um and then immediately after that, I was out in Andersonville and there were some Girl Scouts and I was like, oh, I really want Girl Scout cookies. But like, because I'm an advocate of buying them from the girls who are like working hard. I know that's right. I'm not buying them from my colleague who's selling them like through right. the group slack. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I, was, I went over there and I was like, oh, should I go over there or come back when I'm not wearing this? And then I realized, no. They are a prime audience for having these conversations and seeing things like this because that's when we're starting to have our bodies are changing and we're starting to have those issues and these ideas of 
oh, my aerial is too big or they're not the right size or I want large. All those kind of thoughts are starting at that age. Absolutely. And so I went over and I bought some cookies from them. And immediately the girls, they were like 10 or 12. And they were like, oh, my gosh, that's the coolest sweatshirt. Where did you get it? We love it. And I was a little bit nervous because their moms were there, too. And I was like, oh, no, are the moms going to say anything? And it was like this collective. I mean, they were in Andersonville, too. So, like, I was probably in, like. You know, safe space, safe space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that was very helpful as the first time wearing my apparel to be like, this is why I'm doing this. This has an impact. Even these small interactions, yeah, impact both me and them. Like For they sure. might remember that, they might not, but like it'll impact their view of their body hopefully for years to come. That's so. That's so. Like yes, because like, sh- oh, and then can you tell us more about the chess stories that you also do Mm -hmm. because I thought that was also really special because I started just immediately talking about a story of my childhood about my tits and then she was like oh my god so can you share with that yeah so having conversations like this especially with my custom molding clients I wanted to give them a platform to kind of share these stories of just their relationship with their breast or chest and so it started off as breast stories so people can go and they submit whatever they want to share it could be a childhood story could be a recent story like whatever they want to share about this relationship and then it evolved into including chest stories because as I was working with more people in the non-binary trans community I realized that while yes we anyone is prone to getting breast cancer some people there is still like Breast is more of a feminine term for this body part. And so for people who are trans and non-binary, it can sometimes be more comfortable to use the term chest. So that's kind of where I've opened up kind of like my language across my website and also for these chest stories and breast stories to be more inclusive. Um, So, yeah, if anyone wants to share your breast story, chest story, you can go to my website um, and submit. I can't think of where it is, but it's somewhere on there. It's candletit.com. That's it. So just go on Candletit. Oh, well, we'll put these in the show notes and things. Candletit.com. Actually, yeah, I'll do that for sure. And then that way they can do that. Because that's a brilliant idea. And I think that's super cool. And I would like to share a chess story with yeah, you please. and the audience. Um, so since we are talking all about chess and titties and all that. And by the way, it's Lady Titty Tuesday. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> we forgot totally, that. I, I totally <laughs> forgot. It's It's... It's the wine. It's this. Mm. Mm. But yeah, literally, like, because, you know, that's one of my little catchphrases. Oh, yeah, by the way, I'm going to give you, do you have a Liddy Titty sticker? No, but I saw it and I was going to ask you. Yeah, I'm going to give it to you. Yeah, I have a little Liddy Titty sticker that looks like, like, I don't know, like, I just, because I'm a graphic designer, like, I, um, that's like another one of the many fucking things that I'm doing, but I um, but at the same time, like, I just, like, started to, like, make branding, like, marketing stuff, like, during the pandemic, of course, like, mm-hmm. just come up with things. And the Liddy Titty is, like, fun, kitschy. And then, yeah, so I came up with the grat. Let me find it. Because it's cute. Here it is. Ooh. Oh, this is a black. I saw the white Oh, yeah. The white one, too. Black one. So it's Liddy Titty. And it's got a little titty. So that'd be cute. And then, like, yeah, I was like, oh, my God, like... I usually like teach pole on Lady Titty Tuesdays. So today's Aww. Lady Titty Tuesday. Yeah. So I usually teach pole and um on Tuesday nights and so I usually call it Lady Titty Tuesday. So it's Lady Titty Tuesday <laughs> with Candle Tit. Okay. Like super on brand, super on brand. Um so yeah, I would love to share a chess story with you guys. Just because like honestly, like like I did totally have like this like 
nostalgic moment you know like when i when i did the molding with you and i was like wow like i do like i do remember wanting boobs like i saw older women with boobs and like tits and like i was like man one day when am i gonna get some tits like i was just like you know like and then i think like honestly like i didn't really get like because like my breasts too i think i'm a c or d like i don't really honestly i haven't got like a girl i'll be wearing a sports bras half the time every day (laughs) or none or none or none because underwire not doing it it is not in style not you heard okay. it on here it's out of style listen rihanna doesn't do it either okay and she got babies so <laughs> i shop at fenty now but, but anyways but no seriously like i was like man like this is crazy and i remember when i was in when i was oh, fuck when i was like sixth grade maybe mm. which uh, like you said the, the the time frame like the the age group of those young girls like loving your sweater and connecting to it on a positive way like it's super cute because i remember being like super um just insecure about my breasts and not being not them being big enough and like obviously i wanted to be you know the cool girl and hot you know everybody sought after so like and you were obviously not really mm-hmm. no girl growing up i was like like very much well first of all a confused black and asian girl growing up with like multicultural like white people hispanic people like you know latin people like but honestly not necessarily with like the black community mm-hmm. so i grew up very confused <laughs> Hashtag biracial, you know what I mean? But honestly, like, I was just trying to, like, grasp. I was just kind of there, and I kind of was, like, floating through. I wasn't super popular. I wasn't, like, a nerd or anything. It just was, I was just there, honestly. Mm -hmm. And then when I got to an age where men, boys were, like, paying attention to me, you know? Like, I remember in the library, there was a moment where, like, I would put, like, a thought I would you know you know the Christina Aguilera guy? You guys, the Christina Aguilera, the, the, uh, what was it called? The fucking... Uh, that era where she was that she was dressed like she had that thong all high. What era was that, y'all? Help me. Out. It was like the like fuck. It was that era where she had like the red in her hair and b- dirty bad. Like she was singing that song, dirty. Okay. Or some shit. I don't know. But it was this era it. where she was like this hot ass bitch. She's like yes, and she had her thong showing and shit. And I was like, yes, I like would hike my thong up all high. <laughs> And I would steal my mom's bras because they had a little padding in them. And I remember I would put a little extra in there because I was like, I want big tits. Like, I want the boys to like me. So, like, yeah. Like, I remember I would wear bras that were obviously too big for my boobs, you know. And then I would, like, because, you know, and then I would, like, oh, my God, this has padding. Let me add a little more. So, yeah, I remember that at a young age being, like, what I have right now is not, it's not, you know. Um, Enough. Yeah, you know, and not liking it, not feeling insecure about my body. So super, super like humbling. And I think that the chest stories would be really fun to reminisce, like go back and look back at your maybe your younger self and be like, girl, it's not that serious. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and I wish there was something I've thought about doing a version of these like sweatshirts and T-shirts for this one totally be appropriate I think for that age group like they probably wouldn't be able to wear it at school and like the word tit is not okay I know. On, in most circumstances I know but if I could do a version of this for young girls to be able to just start that acceptance and love and like there are diverse bodies and they are all beautiful and there is not one mold that we're all trying to fit into because these are still issues that girls are going to continue to have for generations totally totally and I think I actually think that these are like very like 
anyone can wear. Like I, I don't see it. Even if it says titty in it, the way that you branded it, it's so like, you know, in a sense, like it's it, this is this would be. I feel like I can see moms, daughter. I can see everybody wearing this. Mm-hmm. Like it's not offensive i don't feel this like but i'm also a person that's not offended by seeing tits but right you know whatever well, and the i funny digress thing is, is like to actually read it i have to look at your tits <laughs> exactly so if anyone says anything be like why are you looking at my tits <laughs> <laughs> there you go and that's the, that's the way you get out of that one but um but yeah no it was super cute love the story behind your business you know i think it's really First of all, you have a funny story because, you know, you don't really like candles. But yet again, then again, you're like, let me go ahead and make this business around candles. Um, But then not only that, but like you said, you can make um, custom molds. You can create you can create like she can create like like art pieces, guys. And like and like fabric. Can you tell more about that part? Like. Like, do you, you can, like, have a chest piece and wear that as, like, a garment? Yeah, so it wouldn't be fabric. It would be, like, a hard plastic. Gotcha. But I would love to partner with someone who works with, like, leather garments mm. and, like, straps to be able to create um, so cool. more of, like, a chest piece. You can be a Wonder Woman full time. Yo, with your own tits, though? Yeah. Like, love that. Love that. Well, yeah. Then you could wear it out, but it would still be your actual tits, which I love, the, like, that yep. as an opportunity. <laughs> on a lady titty tuesday okay <laughs> i mean bitch you're the marketing queen okay over here um well this was really cute like i mean i loved hearing about your business and i want to dive a little bit more into like something else that i that she shared with me that was like super inspiring so first of all like uh this is bailey you know from candle tip but she's just a, like a badass bitch you know what i'm saying like she literally like embodies like feminism but also like positivity and like like I got really good vibes off you. We had a few conversations. Like we, I just lo- our story was like really organic and like real. And then we started to really talk. And I was like, we should collab. I think this is gonna be really fun. So, but then she started sharing like her other side to her. She's a fucking pilot, guys. She dry. She flies planes. So, can you share more about that side and like what got you into like being a- wanting to be a pilot and your licenses? Yeah, so long story short, um, grew up in an aviation household and always wanted to be a pilot. So um, had asked for time off in twenty early twenty like January twenty twenty to go and get my pilot's license while working remotely, and then got laid off. So I just moved back to my hometown and pursued my pilot's license full time. So I got that initial license in twenty twenty, um, just as like a way to bond with some family members and. Um, yeah, it was just something that I always wanted to do. The first, uh, they call it a discovery flight, is your first flight. And the freedom that you feel flying a plane is just truly unmatched for really? else. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, I'm, I have, like, I don't, I won't get in a helicopter. Why? Like, I, I have vertigo, and I just... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know I, know I spin on poles, but, like, <laughs> yo, like, getting on a helicopter scares the fuck out of have me. Have you ever been on one? No, but you know, okay, I have a little bit, like, because I have vertigo, I have a child memory, I went to Six Flags, and I went on the merry-go-round, I had a seizure, and, like, had to leave, yeah, like, so, like, but that was, like, I was young, much younger, but even yeah. now, if I, if I have, um, I get in high anxiety in, like, the back of cars, oh. and, like, the lights and stuff like that, so, like, it's still, certain things bother me, and I can't do roller coasters, mm. And the up and down motion doesn't necessarily, it's like the spinning, but like because the helicopters are so like that feeling, you know, of like, I just feel like I would be miserable. Yeah. So. And you would not want to 
like pass out and get vertigo in a helicopter. Yeah. So like, yeah. Well, what like like you don't recommend it then? You're like, nah, girl, mm. don't do it. I think you. I would like test doing a uh, discovery flight with a small plane. So you go into a small like two four person plane, plane. Okay. And you can just like let them know that you might not feel good and you stay in what they call the pattern which is just like above the airport and you can just kind of circle and then if something happens you just land immediately oh okay okay yeah or you can like stay in the area like it wouldn't take that long to get you back on the ground but I think if you were prone to seizures making that very yeah I mean I haven't in like since I was a kid but like I remember that and I do have anxiety from it so like Certain things like helicopters, I've never like d- been so brave to do that. You know, Helico- I mean, I've been in small planes, like, but like maybe like not two person. You know, maybe like um, like small commercial flights, like, super sure. small, like going to a, like an island or something like that. I've done the small. Uh, I think even maybe even a sea. Did I ever do a seaplane? I don't know if I've done a seaplane though. Oh, cool. Those are cool. I've never done one, but I. It's it looks goals cool. is to do that and get a seaplane license. Okay. So, yeah, can you explain, which I didn't know. I mean, obviously, like, of course, there's just not one license. But, like, she broke it down. She was like, yeah, you get your discovery license and then you get another one if you want to do commercial and this. Like, so basically, if you want to fly a plane, you can go into all these different avenues. Like, you don't necessarily have to fly for the airlines, right? Yep, exactly. So you first you get your private pilot that... You need minimum 40 hours. Most people take like 70 to 80. I think I was in the like 70 to 80 range when I got my license. So what that entails is you have to um, take a written exam and then you have to meet certain criteria. So you have to fly a couple of solo cross-country flights where you're flying totally by yourself to different areas of like a certain distance. Um, You have to do some night flying. You have to do... Yeah, there's some just some criteria. And then you do a check ride with an FAA examiner, which is like the most stressful thing you'll ever do in your whole really? life. Yeah, it's like a can be a 48 hour exam where the first Lord. half is all oral. So they're asking you everything, not just like how to fly the plane, but um, all about weather scenarios. How do you read a weather map? How, what are your regulations? And like what based on your license are you able to fly within certain regulations? Um so it's like the plane, the weather, um, air traffic control, how to communicate with them, what are different types of airspaces. So there's like a lot of different factors that you have to know to become a pilot just to get that basic license. And that basically just gives you the license to fly small single engine planes. So wow. typically that's the first one you have to get. It's your private pilot license. And then after that, most people get their instrument rating and that allows you to fly in the clouds and above 10,000 feet. Okay. Um, so that's a big safety one that you want to get because flying in the clouds is pretty dangerous if you don't know what you're doing because you're kind of flying blind. You can't see anything. So it's wow. pretty freaky and you have to be able to read your instruments and understand what's going on because um, like issues like vertigo and mm-hmm. you're like, ears and your physiology you might feel like you're flying straight and level but you're actually like going downwards in a turn and so you have to teach yourself to override what you think you're feeling and read your instruments but also know what the signs are if your instruments are failing damn so that's hard it's it's a it's really hard for most pilots your instrument rating is like the hardest one you'll do um but it's really cool and interesting because it's like a whole other universe that's above our heads and most people fly, but we have no idea what's going on when we get into a commercial plane. So Absolutely. It's, Absolutely. It's pretty cool. There's like a lingo too. There's like a like there's like this like verbiage and there's like a whole mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's funny because my massage therapist, she worked for the airline, so she said she can understand like all the like. Okay. She would listen, and so she would hear what you guys were all talking about, and then she'd be like, oh, "Okay, like we're good." Like, because you know, like that's the thing. Like, there's signs for like, "Hey, is things about to go down?" Or we're good, you know. And so she would mm-hmm. listen for that, and she'd be like, "All right." Like, so that's that's okay. So th- I think that's super fascinating. That like, there's all these different nuances to becoming a pilot and getting your pilot license. There's all these different. You said seaplanes, so like if you wanted to drive us, and the seaplanes are ones that land on the water, right? Correct, yeah. And you would love to do that? Oh, yeah. It's just like, it's not a super practical license. Very few pilots actually are going to use it, but it's just one of those checkboxes that would be, to land on water is so cool as a concept. So cool. You know what you could do? Because when we were in, um, we went into Thailand and Koh Samui, there there was this like seaplane business that was like every what hour or something like that you could go work there girl and just literally oh, fly yeah. the seaplanes in thailand and be <laughs> sickening and fucking thailand. living my best life yeah living your fucking best life driving seaplanes in thailand like that would be so cool because yeah we, we were we were on this cool, we would literally watch them come in and land on the water it was so fun wow it was super cool so yeah thank you for sharing that because honestly like what i mean i don't run into many women that are like yeah i'm gonna be a fucking pilot what's up you know like <laughs> well yeah less than uh like seven percent of pilots are women so like 93 <sighs> percent are men we're pretty oh, rare oh my god what that what a superpower that is like be like yeah i fly i fly planes like <laughs> cool as fuck you know um and so do you have like a dream like pilot dream like that you would want to work like what would you want to do yeah so when i first started i just thought i would do it as like kind of a hobby but there's a lot of cool volunteer opportunities like you can fly shelter pets around to shelter shelter pets when they need to be relocated it's often better than having to if they need a if there's like a shelter in atlanta that's has too many animals and they need to be relocated to chicago it's better for the animals to be able to put them in a plane and bring them there quicker really Um, so pilots that own their own planes will volunteer their time and everything and fly shelter animals all over the country that is so so cute And then there's, like, Angel Flight, who, um, like, Angel Flight, I think there's a couple organizations like that, where they'll fly people for their medical appointments. Got you. Um, Because sometimes people, they need to fly somewhere, but maybe they can't be exposed to a lot of people, or they need to get their specific, or get some, like, they're in a small town. There's a lot of scenarios. Um, There's one really cool one that I will plug in Chicago called Elevated Access. Elevated Access. And they... um, started a few years ago before Roe v. Wade was overturned and they fly people to their abortion appointments. Sounds from, what's that's perfect, Bailey. Like yeah. come on now. That's awesome. Yeah, some of the proceeds from some of my apparel go to them because I'm obsessed oh, and I love them. Love them. Um but it's both for abortion appointments and gender affirming care. Oh. And so I think it's really cool too because the aviation community gears to be quite a bit more conservative. And so to see these pilots who are, you know, willing to take their time and their plane and the expense of it all. The gas, right? Mm -hmm. Girls. Yeah. I'm not sure who pays for that. Maybe the pilots do. But Mm. um, I know that the the patients don't have to pay anything. But they're truly an incredible organization. And they're based out of Chicago, which is great because they, you know, are able to now help a lot of the surrounding states that don't have yeah. access. Thank you for sharing that and informing us because I did not know that what is it called? Elevate Elevated Access. Elevate shout out to Elevated Access. 
Um, what a wonderful organization to really and it, and they're really serving uh, in, in, a, in a community that's it's needed, you know, mm-hmm. so it's beautiful. Oh my God. So initially, my dreams were like just to fly with family members and take friends up and just kind of expose people to aviation because most women who go into aviation do so because they know someone, a family member, whereas a lot more men go into it because it's kind of expected of them and they have that exposure through their toys and stuff like that growing mm. up. Um, but Good the point. more I got into it, I got to me. I started like uh, participating in women in aviation groups and I met all these cool women and was inspired and learned that you don't just have to go to the airlines. You can do, there's like so many different cool jobs you can do. You can um, fly search and rescue, which is more helicopters. So not for you, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) but they do have um, flight for life. So that's typically more like jets that are flying people from like rural areas to bigger cities that have more like intensive care for whatever surgeries and stuff. Um, what I would want to do though is firefighting. So there's so badass. (laughs) So there's two, and there's like military and stuff like that too. But, um, yeah, firefighting, there's two different planes. Typically, you have your lead plane that's going through, and they're like the spotter. So they're looking in the mountains and wherever fires are to see where the fire is. And then they'll let off a stream. They'll like fart out a stream of smoke to show. Is this all? Is that what the chemtrails are? In the, the sky. So those are contrails. That's just like condensation trails. Okay. From the Okay, engine. cool. But okay. the ones that they usually the ones that they spew out are like red and it's it's purposeful. Oh. And so then the first plane will come in and it'll be like, Oh, there's the fire, spew out this little red bit and then the um, like slurry bomber plane, they have a couple different names. They're basically big tankers that carry large amounts of water or okay. fire retardant. Okay. And they'll come in afterwards and then they see where that stream of you know, the red stream of smoke is and that's where they'll drop. Oh, um, okay. The water on the fire. So so cool. Yeah. So badass. Wearing your chest plate and everything as you do it and shit. I would, I would be like, I would be like, I'm only wearing my titty sweatshirts. <laughs> like I would, I would get. I'm gonna work my way up and then I'm gonna start like a whole just like fire titty, litty titty, litty titty, <laughs> like armor with like a titty chest plate. Yeah. Come on, guys. Gold yeah. or some shit. And it'll be like flaming tits. <sighs> Okay, I want a bedazzled one though, like bedazzled titties. We got to do that. So I sparkle titty. I got like (laughs) I I had that idea, especially for the pride one that's all rainbow titties. And I went to Michael's and I got like little um, like bedazzle things and pom poms and stuff. And I'm I'm gonna get one and Uh, like put little pom pom pasties on them and bedazzle. So cute. it's so cute. Ah, I love that. I love that. See, that the, the, the possibilities are endless with tits, guys. Okay? The, Let's the just... possibilities. And on that note, guys, that was a perfect, like, literal way to, like, go into our break, first break. Because um, that was awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. Cause, of course. First of all, like, I think it's important to have these conversations because... You know, 93% are men, you know, so come on, diversity, you know what I'm saying? Let's vary it up. Let's get some women flying some planes, please. I personally would trust a woman to fly my plane, okay? So, not that I don't trust anybody. It's just, I just, there's something about it, you know what I mean? Like, we, we just have this, like... You're like, you know you worked harder for this, so I trust you. I see you, sis. <laughs> I see you. So, thank you so much for sharing your story and more about Candletit. And so... Uh, I want to bring you back on for so we can do Meditate, Masturbate, Medicate with Bailey. It's a super fun part of the show where we just kind of like choose. The, it's our wellness segment. You know, we're going to talk all the things, all the pillars. You can choose one or two or all of them and we'll have a nice conversation and it'll be fun. So, great. yeah, we're going to go ahead and fill our drinks back up and then we'll be back. 
and we'll do Meditate Mastery Medicaid, guys. We'll see you in a bit. Thanks for listening to Kimboology. We'll be back after these messages. This episode was brought to you by Lost Farm. From the makers of Kiva Confections comes Lost Farm. Strain-specific, plant-based, 10-milligram THC edible gummies and chews infused with what? 100% live resin and solventless live resin for a distinctively full spectrum, true to the plant high. Novices need not apply. Must be 21 or older to consume. You are now listening to Kimboology. Kimbo, aka the Traveling Chafing Queen. A podcast that wants you to meditate, masturbate, and or medicate. And we're back from our break. We have a little bit more schwein or champagne. Champagne. Okay. Cheers. Champagne. Champagne. Schitt's Creek. What did you say? Champagne. Champagne. <laughs> you know, I need to watch that again. I tried and uh, it didn't hit, but... That's the theme. I like. It took me three times to get into it. And okay. I've talked to it takes a few... I don't know why, but once yeah. you get into it... It's, it's okay. I'm yeah. excited. Yeah. Well, you know, because of the wider strike uh, and the, you know, SAG AFRA strike, I might have to because I, I can't get no more new silo on Apple TV. Watch silo. Mm-mm. It's some dystopian, like people live in a silo type shit. Like, the, like a whole society is like living. It's like after, like after ap- apocalyptic yeah. type shit. And then there's a, uh, Abbott Elementary. Have you watched that? Mm-mm. Abbott Elementary is so shows. cute. Okay, well, if you like Broad City, I feel like you like Abbott Elementary. Okay. Um, but it's just very wholesome. It's 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 giving The Office. It's giving like, you know, Modern Family. It's like that. Na- it's literally like a staple now. What's and it it's on? A, it's all about a like a school, a young ele- like a Philly uh, elementary school. Okay. And it's like the restaurants, the teachers, and the, ch- and the kids. It's super cute. Okay. It's a, yeah. It's really what good. is it streaming on? Uh, it's on Hulu. Okay. Hulu. Okay. Yeah, so shout out to them. But yeah, we miss, uh, we stand with the WGA and the SAG AFRA. This strike needs to end. And yeah, we stand with you guys. So just preface by saying that the strike is going on, guys. So make sure you are supporting um, the powers that be because, you know, too many people up top want to just, you know, buy their 30th home. And it's like, wow, okay, well, can I pay my bills? Can I pay my health insurance? Like, thank, thank, great, thanks. But, I digress. Um, but guys, it's time for meditate, masturbate, and or marriage. No, oh look at me! Wow, I fucked up. That. I fucked that up, y'all. It's the wine. Do we need to restart that? No. <laughs> well, they know it. It's right there, y'all. Master- meditate, masturbate, medicate, y'all. <laughs> well, I'm excited to do this with Bailey because I've been having fun with her all day ever since she molded my titties. So. Um, at this point in the show, it's our wellness segment, super fun, lighthearted. It could be as lighthearted as you want. It could be as serious as you want. It could be as, you know, as just simple as like, oh yeah, I masturbate like this. Or, you know, I don't like masturbating. Or, oh, meditation. Yeah, I, I do journaling. Or whatever you, whatever that's calling to you, you want to share. And I'm really excited because I just don't know what Bailey's going to talk about. So... Do you want to do all three pillars? Do you want to just do a couple? Do you want to do yeah, one? Yeah, we can do all three. Sickening. Well, we'll just yeah. go in order. So the first one's going to be meditate. So Meditate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you, I have... Do you meditate? Well, so I have a little story about meditation. Ooh, let's go. That Love hit, a story. It's like 
yeah, hit home for me. So I, when I was in college, there was a philosophy class about meditation and I'd always heard about it, but had never done it and didn't really know like, how do you do it? It seems like this easy thing where you just sit there and you breathe, but like, I can't sit still and I can't breathe. That's why I don't watch TV shows because I can't sit. I'm like, I gotta be doing, I have to do something with my hands. Like I just, I can't focus for that. Like it just, I don't know. There's some shows that it works with, but most not the case. Anyway. Um, and that totally opened my eyes, like, and mind around the philosophy of meditation and where mm. it came from. And there are different types of meditation. So we wouldn't just, like, we would sit and do the traditional meditation that you think of where you're, like, and you're, like, cross-legged right. with your, you know, hands like this. Chanting or not chanting? Like, mantras or no like would you just no no i mean he would walk us through like guided meditation okay guided okay but then he also would do we did like walking meditations and eating meditations and that i'm sorry eating (laughs) sign me up oh yeah you should really look into eating meditation oh my god that's a thing blew my mind so we talked earlier about how i don't like to cook and i will eat (sighs) beans and rice i eat beans and rice for lunch so that's why i'm so gassy and (laughs) (laughs) um because i just it's for sustenance like give me a food bag and an iv and i'm good to go like it's fine like i appreciate good meals but like i'm not gonna spend my time doing that i'm not here to hunt oh my gather and cook for myself (laughs) i'm over here dying right now because that is like who i am i told bailey i spend like 90% of my time trying to figure out what to eat, cooking what to eat, eating it, like going to traveling to get food. Like it's all surrounded by food. I can't be bothered. <laughs> so, but what opened my eyes in this um, eating meditation is we yeah. sat in this room. I have such a vivid memory of this and we each were given a single raisin. What? And when you think of a raisin, what do you think? Like what, I guess, yeah. What do you think about a raisin? It's in terms small. Of like, it's and, done in a second i'm gonna chew on that shit it's gone like how does it what is the flavor like oh i mean it's dry (laughs) flavor wise it's like there's not really a lot of flavor it's kind of like yeah they bland i don't know like okay yeah same i mean i I think most people would agree like raisins not great yeah um but what i would like to challenge you and whoever else is interested to do Go get a little bag or box of raisins and take one raisin and sit there for like 10 minutes and take the tiniest little bite of this raisin and you will have your mind fucking blown. Are you dead ass? You have no idea how much flavor is packed into a single raisin. And you sit there and like you meditate and you just like let the texture kind of roll and it evolves like in different parts of your mouth can taste different flavors right like different parts taste sweet different parts taste like salty and so you can really like experience because normally when you eat something it just like goes all in yeah like yeah that was sweet but you don't realize that different parts of your taste buds taste different things Uh uh-huh because a raisin is just like a dried up grape and grapes are very flavorful and sweet And so all that is packed into this teeny tiny little raisin. And so once you kind of break it apart, you really start to notice like the minute details of the texture of like the skin and the meat of it. And it's this very surreal experience because we've all had raisins. We had them tons as kids. Yeah. Or if you hate them, you pick them out of your food, right? Right. And (laughs) you don't really think anything of them either way. But if and so if you're able to do that with a raisin, something that you don't think is very flavorful, 
imagine if you do that with something that you know is flavorful. Oh, bitch. I just I just thought about that. I was like, oh, my God. It will completely change your relationship with food. Now, do I do that ever? No. I was going to say, girl, but you literally said you eat beans and rice. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I know. I like, I, like, made her, like, lab, which is, like, a Thai dish. It's, like... Very like it's like um it's like you use any sort of meat protein, but then you mix it with like lime juice, and then you have like rice that you like toast and you ground up, and then you like mix that with like uh, nampla, which is like Thai um, fish sauce, and then it, you mix it with like rice. Like think of it like a chipotle bowl, but with meat and like onion and like super like citrusy but delicious, right? It's amazing. And like you're like, girl, I, I can't be bothered. But if I sat, well, the reason is because I eat my rice so slowly. I know uh, the flavor. I'm kidding. I don't. Right. But I could if I wanted to. Um, I, I kind of need to try this though, real tea. Yeah. Like yeah. Um, this is so fascinating. So anyway, that class was really impactful. Um, just opening my eyes to how to meditate, the different ways to meditate, so you can kind of figure out if sitting down and meditating and listening to a guided meditation doesn't work for you doesn't mean that meditation isn't for you it just means that you should explore other types of meditation so I like, love that for me sometimes walking meditation is a better method for me um, and what do you do on your walking meditations um I think I just you just stay in a small area like you can be in a park and you're in like a 10 by 10 foot square or something like that because you want to be conscious you don't want to just be like walking around your neighborhood you know being kind of mindless there is a mindfulness of it right so um, just being hyper aware, similar to when you're doing a, a, you know, a body meditation where you're thinking about different parts of your body and you're kind of like isolating different muscles and okay. I wouldn't say I'm an expert on it. I typically go for the guided meditations because yeah. I need someone to tell me what the fuck to do. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you don't just have to sit there and do okay. it and you can lay down too. You don't have to, you can be in different positions, I guess. For sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, like I had a guest before that she like dances like her form of meditation. Yeah. You know, she likes to move her body like she loves movement therapy. So, yeah. But the eating one, you got me shooketh with that because I'm like, damn, what would I think about if I just take a fucking raisin and just yeah. start to nibble on it and just like really dissect like all the like flavors, <clears throat> textures and just spend like 10 minutes doing that like like 10 minutes too. like yeah to that's a long time to it's eat a long raisin. fucking time to i need like 20 raisin. fucking raisins like i need like 30 raisins like you know i'm like <laughs> come on so one raisin to do that like you really have to take like itty bitty bites yeah. and you're like really like rolling it around yeah like no water just like just that just the raisin that's interesting so hmm. and i think too like for me, medita I love meditation and going to meditation classes and would love to do retreats where I'm just like fully immersed. Yes. But I think for me, which isn't meditation, but what feels like meditation for me where I'm most at peace is when I'm doing like extreme sports. Really? Like I feel. Are you an adrenaline junkie? Yes. Oh, oh yeah. Well, you do like to fly planes. Like so. when I'm flying planes, <laughs> when I'm riding motorcycles, like oh. those are the things where I feel like the most at peace. And I think that I've talked with other friends about this and I think it's because like I have to focus on one thing and if I don't, it's life okay. or death. And so it's just like, there's this calming of like, I don't have to think of a million things right now because I can, only think of one thing or you will die right and so it kind of throws all the other thoughts out of my mind mm. and like 
to a meditation perspective, you think of like a, a thought comes in your mind and you're supposed to let it go. And mm-hmm. that's what I have to do if I'm hyper focused on one task. Got you. It's really hard to do that, too. Yeah. <clears throat> like as you sit there, obviously all the things that you have to get done or people or whatever mm-hmm. that come into your brain. Yeah. A form of meditation is like, well, that's just right. Part of it. Right. Some they'll tell you to like try to let those like thoughts go. But then it's like, fuck, like you're, you're thinking about it. It's like, what, what else is there to focus on? Mm-hmm. So. Um, and that just totally makes sense. On you're like, yeah, I love adrenaline. I love, I love that, bitch. We gotta get you to the pole. I feel <laughs> like you'll be like a trickster. Like you'll love the feeling of like spinning yeah. and like, you know what I mean? Like I always wanted to be a cheerleader because I wanted to be thrown in the air so badly. Like I just sound fun. Oh yeah. Like I love like I I, I follow cheerleaders like yes. on Instagram <laughs> like I love I love that show Cheer. Bring it on. Like, Bring it on. We movies. Okay, like that shit looks fun as fuck and yeah. cool and then dance and then this and that and then like backflips and da-da-da, you know like <laughs> hell fucking yeah, yeah you know. Um, <clears throat> I love that and I love that because the thing is like okay can you break can you tell me do you know your chart are you like astrology person or yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, do you know what's your birthday? January twenty sixth. So that means you are I was born at ten twenty six a.m. Uh, so you do know like know, how to like, look up the chart works, and all I just that. Don't okay. know what my things are. Got you. But you know what you are? Are you a Cap? Are you a Capricorn? No, Aquarius. Aqu- are you an astrology girl? I'm not. Oh, okay. Clearly, well. actually. <laughs> Wait, no, January. Oh yeah, you're Capricorn right. Because then February and then the end, Aquarius. Because yeah, Aquarius, Aquarius is also February. February. Yeah. Got you. Okay. And honestly, like, I, my mom's an Aquarius, and I don't know anything about that girl. Like, I, like I'm we like, girl, she, she literally is. Like, like, there's, like I, I literally, like, still am learning things about my mother now. But um, highly emotional as she yeah, is. I'm not. No. No. I cry, like, twice a year. Interesting. And I just don't get emotional about things very often. <laughs> It's funny. I think that's why I like to watch like true crime and oh. horror things and do like watch really intense things because it makes me feel human. Ah, <laughs> uh, because are you starting to feel something then? Yeah. Okay. Like, oh, okay. I get fun. it. Okay. This is what you all feel every day. I all get right. it. Serial <laughs> killers. Okay. All right. Right. Yeah. So do you like The Handmaid's Tale? Yeah. I bet you do. That's just crazy. Fucked up shit. Girl. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen in June, but we're going to pray for her because, Lord. But anyways, um, love that your meditation got us into thinking about eating meditation because I did not know that existed. And I'm definitely going to try that. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to the next pillar. So that is going to be masturbate. Yeah. So what do you want to talk in that category? Uh, I think it's something I would love. One of my like many life goals would to be to go to college campuses and like have conversations and preach and like bring sex toy companies in where we are just like donating toys yes of like this is an opportunity because it's so if people are able especially women are able to please themselves and understand their body then i feel like it give empowers them to not fall into like toxic relationships because they realize that you know there's better you can have better sex with yourself than with a lot of your partners potentially if especially that's all you're seeking right because some people are that's all they're seeking right right Mm -hmm. i love that i think that's honestly like well i mean that's a huge part of our brand masturbate is because we, I mean, literally, I remember putting a sticker up and this one, like, dude was like, Ugh, 
uh, or I offered him a sticker or something, he like lost it because it had masturbate on the sticker. He was on the show? No, no. Oh. It was I was on the street like doing something, <laughs> you know. And of course, he was just like, uh, I'm so offended, you know. He sees masturbate, and I'm like, bro, like you know. But why is this something that? makes people uncomfortable well, you know what i mean and i feel yeah. like the more we have these conversations the more we can normalize this guys like it is a normal thing to be you know explorative of your body you know what i mean mm-hmm. like as 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 human beings like we all like we were young we were feeling things in our bodies and then yeah. discovered rubbing this oh that shit feel good i'm gonna keep doing that you know mm-hmm. like and then you feel then you feel better afterwards you know what i mean you have like a release you know and like yeah i mean honestly like Obviously, if you have if you are part of like religious religious sectors where that's not that's not supposed to be the case, I can you know, it is what it is. But I'm a believer of, you know, masturbating regularly to just for your body health, you know, like it's your body needs that release, you know, and then orgasms are the shit. Why the fuck not? Well, and something that I found interesting is, like, in college, I think I was one of the first friends, or maybe I knew someone who, like, had a toy, and I was like, oh, like, Mm. stigma. Like, that's crazy. But then I was also intrigued. And so then I was like, I'm going to go to one of these stores because, like, why not? I'm above 18. (laughs) And so I remember I went with one of my best friends, and we were like, you know, like, oh my gosh like we're going and it's like next to a trucker stop and so we're like already like uncomfortable and scared and it's like but like nobody's ever the funny thing is like we had this stigma around like sex stories and stuff but nobody had directly talked to us about that aspect of Uh like sex and sexuality which is like interesting where I don't even know where that came from other than just like a general sense of like sex bad yeah um but I so then I started to like explore my sexuality and then I started to be like the liaison with my friends of being like do you have any toys? Uh-huh. And still to this day, like I'm almost 30 and like several of my friends have never bought a toy. And so I've been the like weird friend on their birthday where I'm like, I'll be sending them one and be like, test this one out. Ah, <laughs> see, see, see what you think. And yeah. a lot of them are really appreciative because it's scary to know, like, where do you even start? You go into this yeah. creepy, often like creepy store next to a truck stop. And yeah. like in Chicago, there's some like nicer, cleaner places. The pleasure test is nice. That oh. one. And then I think there's a new Lover's Lane in Wicker Park that's okay. really nice. Nice. Oh, cute. cute yeah. Cute. yeah. Um, and then there's a couple, or at least there were a couple woman-owned ones a few years ago. I think some... I'd love to know if there was. I thought there was one. You know what? I need to do my research because this is where I need to dive deeper into this pillar and find these companies and align with them. Cause... Yeah, there was one on Belmont. They, it was called like, it was a combination between the alley and then they had like their toy shop on this first floor and they were amazing. But I, th- I don't know if they... No, I think I saw a billboard recently that they were they They're reopened. They're so, so open? Okay. And then there was one on Broadway by the Marianos in Lakeview. Mm. And I think it was woman-owned. And they had classes and stuff like that. Oh, cute. I need I to align I think Lover's Lane also, they have classes. Or, like, okay. people that you could bring on and, like, have I a I need to align. With. Yeah, that's yeah. a great... That's a great... I need to follow up with that. Because, yeah, it's, like... It's, 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 like, hard to find, you know? Like, mm-hmm. even just having, like, two two women identifying people just having this conversation that just is like yeah i i masturbate like what's the big deal like right. you know it's not it's, it's like titties like yeah we all have titties yeah. we love them like these are just normal body bodily functions like let's just like love and accept and not make yeah. it weird and i and i love that you're really explorative with with the toys because i personally like 
went through phases with my masturbation journeys, right? Where like I was using like pillows and stuffed animals and then I would use like <laughs> oh yeah. You know, like yeah. we all listen, you know what I'm saying? Like you had somebody gave us a little something with that one. <laughs> I saw like a I don't know, a celebratory that one. But like yeah, like it's it's thanks TikTok. Shout out to you. Um but um huh, yeah, cute. No, but basically, like, you kind of, like, go through these phases. If you're, if, you know, obviously, like, I'm sharing my story and the ones, ones, you know, listening, like, come on. Like, we have all had those, those moments, you know. Maybe there was a, you know, a hairbrush or something. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, you We've know, all like, those stories, listen, like, of someone with a cucumber. Who knows if it's you know, actually true. <laughs> listen, like, you, you're a little desperate. You're like, man, I'm horny. Like, what's in the area? What's in the vicinity? You yeah, know, I'm not me? allowed to go to a store and buy something that's safe. There you go. So then you end up in the hospital or whatever. Oh, yeah, girl. Let's talk about that. Yeah, let's just make it safe. Like, let's, yeah. let's just like, wow, like moms out there, like go buy your, go shopping with your children for your first sex toy. Yeah, one of my, one of my good friends, she, her mom was like, yeah, whatever you want, I'm gonna buy buy you your first toy. And I was like, what? Like, I really? could never imagine that. And then I'm like, yeah, I feel like. I would want I would much rather buy my child a toy and have that conversation and allow them to explore themselves and know what's safe and mm. comfortable for their body before they go off and explore with someone else that's a whole other factor that you can't always control. Exactly. And it's just a lot more risk involved. Yeah, cuz I mean, your girl was rubbing her clit on whatever she can get, you know? So <laughs> that's where the stains were. <laughs> right? You're like, "Oh, girl, clean up in here." You okay. Grew up here, right? <laughs> Not drag me, bitch. Drag me. <laughs> Listen, your girl. Ha- and you know what? I was like, I've shared this story with the listeners before. Like, I would put little mirrors on the ceiling. You were like a Lana Wexler in Broad yes, City. That was just like- I literally would put, and I would have a little Polly Pocket mirror and shit. And I would put double stick tape, oh, and then I would put it on the fucking Polly. on the ceiling. And my mom would just come in the room and be like, mm. <laughs> "I know what you mm, like, girl. What the fuck?" And I'm like, "What?" You know, I just like to look at myself up there, like, "Girl, I was a freaky little bitch." You know, I which is I, good. You were exploring yourself. I and I I love I loved. I'm a voyeur. Like I love to watch even back then. Mm. You know, and I. I I knew that about myself and as I got older I'm like oh that's what that is I'm a voyeur like I love to watch you know and that Mm -hmm. means watching whatever that's why I like porn that's why I like mirrors Mm -hmm. like if we're fucking I need a mirror I want to see it let me see the action you know so and I think that that's huge like if we have these conversations more often more and younger I mean I mean listen we can even go into the fact that like there's the period like we don't know anything about our menstrual cycle compared to like there's just like you know what I mean? Like it's just like I feel like there's where there's so many things about you know w- the woman women's bodies and women that people that identify as women like they're just in, in a sense of like what the fuck is going on with ourselves? And I feel I I often feel like I don't even have like fucking autonomy over my body sometimes because it's like yeah. I'm still learning so much, you know. Well, and like when you go to doctors, like there's working in the breast cancer community or working like with people in the breast cancer community I talk with a lot of women who especially are in their young 20s who have to learn how to advocate for themselves because Mm. in your young 20s you in the US like can't it's really hard to get a mammogram unless you're 40 and above. Oh, that's right. you don't have family history of breast cancer, but like the major, I'm pretty sure the vast majority of people who discover they have breast cancer is through self-exams and going to their doctor. Um, 
But a lot of them are just fighting for their lives just to get a mammogram. And I get that you don't want to overburden the system with too many people who don't need it because there are limited resources for mammograms and you need it, have them available for people who need it. But let's make some more machines and yeah. like let's start the process earlier if we're like seeing all these women in their 20s and 30s who are having breast cancer and cancer in general. I mean, the rates are continuing to rise. Yeah. Probably because of all the toxins and like plastics that we've been using for the past Girl, preach. six years. But preach. They'd be like, oh, I wonder why like y'all are poisoning us for like literal decades and years. And it's like, that's why. Yeah. You wonder why? <laughs> where Where are these coming from? Oh, like, right. <sighs> God. And it's like, it's, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, taking it back to just knowing more, having more knowledge, right? Just in general, like about our, who we are as people, our bodies. One thing that I definitely will, will admit that like I still need to be better about my menstrual cycle and knowing my. I only started tracking my menstrual cycle like this year. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like I use an app, but the thing is like, there's like nuances to it. There's like people that read, like read your body. Like there's, they use the fertility, um, fertility awareness method. And I had an episode um, with my shout out to Tiffany, my friend from New York city, who literally was coaching people on how to read their body and like how to not get pregnant this way. And you don't need to be on birth control pills and things like that. Like, um and still to this day it just sounds like a lot of fucking work yeah and automate that like can someone make an app please you know like i mean it got down to the point where you're like looking at your mucus that's coming out of you like you're like like your bodily fluids and you're like testing it and like feeling it and seeing like the texture like all that shit girl and i'm like that sounds like work that sounds like i have to clock in also like no shame but (laughs) (laughs) you're like oh yeah but like bodies are amazing at all but But like i know know. quite i mean like imagine you're on your period too and you're like you're like going through it i'm like okay like i know (laughs) did you ever watch that episode of um i may destroy you where like there was a blood clot that no? Oh my. no. Okay, so I May Destroy You was, I think it's on H, I think it's on Max. But that is a good one for, I think you should definitely watch that one. Oh, but you don't like watching things. I'm like, damn it. I'll watch it for you. That that one though, I don't like, have HBO Max, but. They showed a, bu- a blood clot. Like, they were like, it was like, some, like, women, we, we, people, we have things that happen to us and blood clots are a thing. And it's yeah. so like, that was something that was never, I've never seen that on TV. And so I was just like, wow, shout out yeah. to them. Like, that's huge, you know? So. Yeah, because it's something that we literally see every month for like 30 years of our life, yeah. however long in our life. And it's like yeah. this taboo thing that like most people who don't menstruate, like, they have no idea what None. we go through. Like, like that, I remember that episode was very, like, people were like, wait, what the fuck? Like, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, yeah, yeah. welcome. Yeah, it's normal. <laughs> yeah, it's normal. We all, like, Come on, like, what do you? Anyways, but that 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 part was really like it stood out to me. Like I was just like, holy shit, you know, we're going there, we're going there, we're sharing that. Okay, all right, yeah. I'm here, let's do it. So, but yeah, masturbate, guys. You know, it's good for you. Like, go for it. You know what I mean? I personally use a wand, like a crystal wand. Mm-hmm. Um, and Those it's look ex- so funny to me. Do they? Because it's like the old style. Like- it's literally like a. A, a crystal like it's rock like it's like a oh I thought you meant like the oh wand. the one that the white head yeah those are so I don't know how those work they look like machines people like them I've never used it but I've it, never used it because I think it they're actually, huge aren't I think they? it started as like an actual like massage thing but then yeah. the ladies figured it out and then now you can buy it at sex stores yeah yeah it's like your class it's like that big thing it's got the white head looks and like it's a like a microphone yeah it looks like a giant microphone I'm like y'all are rubbing your clit with that that's, that's a <laughs> lot <laughs> 
damn, she's been through some things, right? It's like, yeah, uh-huh. So, I, and that's another thing, too. It's like, because back when I was living in Australia, I kind of joined this, like, tantric community. So I learned a lot about, like, tantric sex and, like, tantra. And one thing that they did say was, like, oh, you know, like, mechanical, vibrational, like, toys, T- like after a while you sh- you probably shouldn't use them on your body in a sense of like if then your body's like trained to like only orgasm to these like little machines you know totally. like which shout out to you whatever do you do you you it know works, but i works. you know what i mean yeah whatever works for you but they were like no like you need to do it like not without a machine so like i kind of like got myself off like weaned myself off like my vibrators and so i kind of like went to like the crystal wand with like you know aventurin so like it's like a crystal that like i connect with and like so yeah and my orgasms work they're they're sickening with that like they're like so like trans they're different i do notice that so interesting do you think it's the material i do i do i feel like and then the thing is like it's it's cold it's a rock it's a it's a stone so you do have to like kind of like have a little not ritual but if you want to warm it up with your body heat and make it the same (laughs) Because the glass ones you can microwave. You, I guess you could if you're like impatient. <laughs> I gotta get to it. Come on, microwave. I guess unless there's like metal in the rock, right? Then you couldn't microwave it. Uh, I don't know. I, I just personally wouldn't. I guess you could. It's it's a stone. I don't know. Do stones? I think some stones have well, metal. Well, sand, in right? You can warm sand up in the microwave, but that's basically just small rocks. You know how those little okay. bag filled things that you just throw in your microwave yeah, to like? Yeah. I, I think you guys don't listen. It, don't we ain't telling you to throw some rocks in your microwave because we don't fucking know. <laughs> we this is Kimbology, not Kim biology. Okay, quite literally that. Okay, um, so yeah, I mean, but wands, I I've been ever since I switched over, like I definitely, and then plus I just been more hands on. Yeah, too. Um, but that's just my method. That's just my choice. We've but... built up all the strength in your upper arms from all the pole dancing. So you're like, we're good to go. You're like, good, bitch. I so know. that's how you got so good at pole dancing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, a little flick of the wrist, a little flick of the wrist. You know what I'm saying? A little, little flick of the finger. Um, quite. I mean, literally, guys. That's another thing people don't know in pole dancing. Like your forearm, this part of your body gets a workout. And I know men when they masturbate or whatever, or people that have penises. In a sense, like that's that's like the majority of the motion. But I uh, definitely have I got y'all beat, guys, because uh, pole definitely makes that part body strong. So, um, but yeah, when it comes to masturbating, though, like honestly, like people have their rituals and things like that. But honestly, like I I, I definitely feel like a different feeling when I am high and I'm doing it. I think it's mm. definitely different. Um, but oh, we lost, we lost. Oh, we're back. Okay. Um, that's like a signal. It's a sign. Like wrap it up. No, but um, before we get deeper into masturbation, because we can talk all day about that. Yeah. Let's go into the last pillar, which is Medicaid. And I'm really curious to what you're gonna want to talk about with Medicaid, because mm-hmm. you did say that you're not a bit, you're not a cannabis consumer. So Correct. yeah, with yeah. aviation, you really can't be. Oh, um, such a such a such a like like I'm like sad for you. Yeah, it's like a lot of pilots are uh, advocating for like aviation or like pilot healthcare reform because oh. it's if you have anything on your medical record of like really? depression or using certain medications, like it can be really hard to get your uh, pilot medical, which allows you to fly. So okay. pilots have to be very very careful with anything that they even tell healthcare professionals, which is not good. Um, wow. Yeah, it's it's pretty problematic. So, huh. Um, and in general, like I'm a very natural girly. Mm. Um, so I don't really use 
I don't use ibuprofen or Advil or anything like that. Really? Unless it's an extreme case and I have a random, like, rare headache or I'm hungover or something like that. Which, okay. Otherwise, like, I don't use anything. I'm a big believer in, like, naturopathic health and not to say that um, medication with, like, marijuana and, like, pharmaceuticals aren't necessary in certain circumstances but like that is a very worst case absolute like need to use scenario so I work with a holistic doctor and I just earlier this year did um I have an HSA so I I was able to do uh what is it called um a um like gut no it's like it's called a gut Oh, where basically you send in your stool sample, which is hilarious because you have to like, (laughs) oh my God, side story. You have to like put a little hammock on your toilet. Oh shit. And you have to like plan for it. And then you shit on this hammock. And then you you have this like test tube that has like a spork (laughs) attached to the lid. And then you like unscrew it and you have to like spork chunks (laughs) into this test tube. And there's like, there's like rules of like you can't have too much or too little. So then if you do too much, you got to I sign me out. What? This is cool. Wow. <laughs> anyway, I think I've always thought poop is hilarious. So I was like sitting in the bathroom, like gagging and like <laughs> laughing hysterically, and my cats are like pawing at the door, and I'm just like, they're like, what are you doing? You're like, I don't know. I thought I was an adult, but I don't think I am anymore. I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, so you send oh it's a G, GI tract test. Oh okay. I think. So you I think send I've, yeah. them your poo poo and then um, they test for like a bunch of different things and Ooh. they figure out because I was having some just like general allergies mm. and oh, me too. I was like I don't want to take Claritin and things like yeah. that. Like do I need to get allergy shots because I have two kitties and my doctor was like well the allergy shots often aren't super effective and they have some side effects. Um, what typically like the reason that you most people have allergies is because of your gut health being imbalanced oh. and so i was like okay i will say the gi tract thing is expensive it's like 500 dollars, but mm. i i had an hsa so i was like cool i'm not gonna use this for anything else let's use it okay and so yeah for the past like three months i've been on like a kind of a special diet of like no and i've been lenient but like for the most part no gluten dairy alcohol caffeine or sugar that's hard that's hard it is unless you don't like cooking and then it makes things really easy oh really (laughs) so like two main things i'm supposed to eat are beans and or like cooled rice and cooled potatoes because when they they're starchy and when you cook them and then they cool they like quadruple a certain level of their starch which is good for your lower intestine to process um interesting food is crazy there's a lot of chemistry and stuff to it so when it's colder yeah so after you so you can cook it and then once it's cooled once then it multiplies this certain type of starch that's good for your lower that like only your lower intestine can digest um like what crazy um anyway so i've been working they got the test results back and i had like candida and like which is like a type of yeast overgrowth and then um bl- like black mold in my tissue and like what i've been in some mean? so i've been exposed to mold and basically it won't go away until you like make it go away 
And so I've been on like some pro- probiotics and just some different like vitamins and supplements and stuff like that. Dude, and I'm like tripping right now. I'm like, do I need to do this? Yeah. And it's been, I, I was like, <clears throat> let's try this first. And if it doesn't work, like great, then we'll move on to the allergy shots or something more like less natural and that's mm-hmm. fine. But like, let's start with this and see where it goes. And like my allergies are completely different. Like really? not that I don't have them, but well, so I did the gut zoomer and then I also did, um, what's it called? Lymphatic drainage. So I mm. go to a lady and she, d- she like does these little bitty massages on your lymph zones, which is like in your neck, your chest, your, uh, stomach, and then your knees. And she feels your lymph, uh, lymphatic, whatever tubes, I don't know what they are mm-hmm. and finds where they're clogged and like helps get them unclogged. So there was like, I don't know, like a six, I did six sessions and she like fixed it all. And after each session, she was like, you'll probably feel like dehydrated. You have to go to the bathroom. You'll like be able to feel drainage. And it was all super true. Like wow. I could, f- it feels, felt like somebody had like turned on a faucet <clears throat> in my uh, like sinuses. Oh, that's what I need to get that shit out. It was. And so now I do that every like six months and complete game changer. Bailey, this sounds like I need to do both. Like, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And so even, like, when I do, when I have a day where I would probably have really bad allergies, I can feel my lymphatic system, like, draining instead of getting, like, really clogged up and, like, a bloated head. Yeah. Instead of that happening, I can sense that my body is working, but it's actually working properly. And and because you got that massage, that lymphatic massage? I think, yeah, that was a big part of it. And then, like, with my cats and allergies and stuff, like, I don't... Because I was having weird allergies to things like... eggplant and garlic like after you eat it yeah i like couldn't eat eggplant or garlic because what was happening to you my stomach would get get, like really bloated and like gurgly and then i'd have like real stinky poops and like just not good okay so you know your body's just like not it was very distinctly different. like garlic and eggplant were just like i couldn't eat those that's "That's super random so for me my 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 face has been swelling up it's weird. From, like, what? Like, I, I've been taking, like, I don't know. Like, I still haven't figured out, like, what makes my, and it, I swear to God, like, I thought it was my lip gloss for a while. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, because I thought it was, it was, like, my lips just swelling up. Yeah. And then it would, it would progress to, like, my cheek. Oh. You know? And then I was like, okay, what's going on? And then I would take Benadryl, and then it would stop, or I would take Zyrtec, and just, like, so I was like, I didn't know what the fuck it was. I don't know what it was. I still don't know. Like... So, and then the fact that, like, I, when I wake up in the morning, like, I'm always super congested. Like, yeah. just, I feel it in my head. My, it's all, like, in my nose and in my back of my throat. It's, like, every day. Mm-hmm. Like, so this sounds like I need to do it. Like, it sounds like it's, like, backed up. You know, it needs to just be released. Yeah. yeah. And I think, like, even now, I think it's been about, she, after I did the first couple of sessions to, like, clean everything out, she was, like, come back every, like, you know, three to six months. And like now I can even feel myself. I'm a little bit more like mucusy. So mm. I'm like, I need to schedule an appointment and get Damn. back into her because now I know what my normal should be. And I'm starting to get like more clogged again, probably because like she said around allergy season or if you get sick, then that's going to, you know, just like any kind of drain, it's going to get clogged if there's too much stuff coming oh into God. it. And then you get headaches or like, you're like, you feel pressure. Mm-hmm. Dude, this is, I don't seriously, I mean, I need to like, I need to book a session and, like, fucking do that because it's needed. Like, I feel all that, like... When I asked her, I was like, 
everyone should be doing this. And unfortunately, like it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. I don't think insurance covers it. And I so yeah. I asked her like, so who does this? Because I'm feel super fortunate that I was able to yeah. do this. Um, but actually, a lot of people who do it are cancer patients mm. because their system is working to get rid of toxins and you know the lymphatic system it plays a big role in cancer if cancer gets mm. your lymphatic system that's super serious because oh, they can travel shit. across your body so a lot of people either if they're sick so if you're like really sick and stuffed up you can go and get drainage and that'll help you get better faster because your body's able to get mm. rid of the toxins okay but also for things like cancer if you're going through chemotherapy or whatever Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Wow. Come on now, Bailey. Dropping the gems, dropping the knowledge on us, okay? Like, quite literally. Like, I honestly, like, I'm I'm seriously going to, like, book a session to do that. Because I, 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 everything you were saying, I could relate. Mm-hmm. Like, like we have cat, we have Georgie. Like I, I you know what I'm allergic to him, mm-hmm. yeah, but I love him. I'm not getting rid of him. What? I'll just no. suffer. Yeah, same. Yeah, <laughs> like people, I go to people's houses where they're like, "Are you allergic to cats?" And I'm like, "Yeah, but it's but, worth it." Right? <laughs> like I love him. I'm not getting like I want more cats. Like it's not happening. Um, I have carpet, so that doesn't help. You know what yeah, I mean? Like I don't have carpet dr- for that reason, and I only have like leather and wood, so it can't. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So we're. It's just. Yeah. It's definitely something that I. And the fact that this year, this summer, and like usually for me, my high allergy season is when everybody go, when the kids go back to school. So that August, that like shifting from summer to fall. Ooh, girl, it fucks with your girl so hard. Yeah, it's awful. And so it can be like debilitating. Like I've had days where I'm like on the couch, just like, oh my gosh, I don't want to go anywhere or do anything. No, nah. and then like I can't sleep because if like all the drainage, like I'll like I have to like sit up because otherwise I'll like back mm-hmm. up and I can't like. It's a thing. It's a fucking thing. It affects your whole life. Totally. So one thing I do do for myself is I do. I have an acupuncturist that I see regularly. Oh, I've never done that. Oh my god! I Dr. Kim. Shout out to Dr. Kim. He's the best. Is it just I honestly. His name is Kim. Huh? Is it just because his name is Kim? Probably. Like I'm like <laughs> okay, Dr. Kim. I just love saying. I'm You're like, all okay, great. Dr. Kim. Okay. <laughs> Quite like his dad did it too. So he's like a he's like a generational. Um, you know, acupuncturist, specialist, you know, he's Korean, he's, like, he knows us, and he's, like, very, like, he's very, con- like, conscious of, like, okay, you need my services, cool, like, you don't have to have insurance and all this, you know what I mean, and he's not super expensive, he's super affordable, like, I love him, and, like, honestly, like, if I didn't see him regularly and my massage therapist, like, I would not be okay, quite literally, so. Yeah, massage is also, I mean, the lymphatic is, like, part of it, where it's massaging a super specific part of your body, but... Yeah, I want to get to a point financially where I can afford to have massage as part of my health care. It needs, right? It's like, I feel like that's not fair that, like, we get these, like, when you're in a job and you get these health systems or health care packages, it's like, give me a motherfucking massage, you know? It like, shouldn't be a luxury. It's not, right. It should be part of health Like, once a month should be in that shit, like, and you're with, you know what I mean? Like, part of the package, like. Because your muscles, like, store, I mean, this is a whole other thing, but, like, your muscles store toxins and trauma and like stress yeah we all know when you're stressed and you have knots in your back that's Uh, literally like yeah you can have that fixed by going to a massage therapist yeah like it should be a regular thing like whatever you need to like get moving in your body like i i think that at the end of the day because of some of these jobs that were sedentary, what is it, sedentary, sedentary, Sed- Sed- I can never say that word, what? sedentary, whatever, you're just sitting for long, long periods of time. I was a graphic mm-hmm. designer too, so like, I would just sit at my desk and just fucking make graphics and shit, and it's just like, 
oh, I haven't got up or peed or ate anything in like four hours. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I should probably move. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, we're, our bodies are not made to sit no. all the time. No. Which, on a similar note, for both uh, meditate and medicate on this hey, is hey. Uh, King Spa we've talked about. Shout out to the the, the <laughs> sanctuary that is King Spa. <laughs> And you haven't have you you haven't done one of their massages before? Yeah, I you have. have. Okay, I have. Yeah, that yeah. is one of those ones where you you're going to take a beating. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. But, but beat me up. Go ahead. Beat me Go up. Ahead. Yeah. I will, Stand on me. I don't care. It's it's a you. Yeah. My, I describe it as that you're a fish at a fish market, and you're going to be thrown around. You're going to have water dumped on you. you yeah. You Are you talking about the scrub? It's like well, it's it's like the scrub? scrub massage. It's like yeah, a yeah, the golden one. Yeah. Oh, bitch, Sign, that shit is so good. So if, if you're in the Chicagoland area, there's a place called King's. I kind of don't even want to plug it because I don't want you guys to go because it's honestly like, like I don't want it. To, it's always yeah, busy go, now. Go on the weekends. Yeah, go on the weekends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'd be damned. Don't go during the weekends. Right. It's terrible. Right. Don't do that. You know, like because literally that place now is so popular. There's so many people, and I'm like, ugh. You know, I'm like, go home. Like, yeah. but it's it's it, like so you can get this like scrub, but they do multiple things in the scrub. They they fucking wash your hair and scrub your scalp. You get a, like you get like several face washes. Yeah, and, like clay on your face. Yeah, you get like twelve layers of skin like scrubbed off you. It's amazing. Like yeah. it's it's so great. And the so, women who do it are super women. My last shout out woman to them. was pregnant. I'm pretty positive. <laughs> And she, oh my god! I like she was like rubbing my head and stuff, and I could like feel her baby bump, and I'm like, teamwork back there. <laughs> so do I tip both y'all or just? <laughs> she had the strength of two. I swear to God, I was. Yo, that baby was helping. I was so sore for a week afterwards. <laughs> that baby was helping. Okay, but also like for the meditate aspect, like that's one of the few places where I can go and truly mm, meditate. Hell yeah! Like you go, you leave your phone. You you're like in this whole other world. You leave yeah. your phone in your locker, your car, and you're just in this weird little uh, like. Don't go, guys. It's not great. No, it's terrible. <laughs> no. Don't go. Don't go. You have to wear these weird scrubs that are so comfy. And cool. Oh my god! Uh, I used to hate them when I first got there because i was like uh but then i was like wait give me that yeah do you like that hot ass like oven in the middle of the room like do you like going in that ho- the hot yeah. oven yeah yeah i was the kid on the playground who would like to lay i grew up like in the desert area so i would like oh. lay on the, like burning hot rocks and just, like melt my skin and be like yeah oh so you be in there fight because that's the thing you go in there and you be battling out with people and they're like nah, i'm not leaving i'm not leaving you know you'd be like i'm staying here longer and shit i'm like all right guys all right, you want to faint? Get the fuck out of here, you know? Like, I'll go in there, I'll I'm do my business. I'm not dragging you out. Like, right. Like, it's, it's not that deep, you know? But I'll go in there, and I'll be sitting there. I'm like, all right, it's time. But there be niggas in there like, Ugh. I'm like, okay. All right. Like, go off. What You're beating me. Do you go in the ice room? Hell yeah. So I'll go in there, and I'll go immediately in the ice room, like, just to, like that hot, cold, hot, cold. Yeah. I mean, like, my body gets a beating from pole. Like, I just, mm-hmm. I need... I go there regularly because it's like I need to, you know, and it's like, you know, readily affordable, obviously, in the sense of like, can't be going to the fucking air. What's the other one? Air. Oh, yeah. No, never been. But there's that. another like, exp- there's like this really bougie one in Chicago called Air. It's like, I, I can't afford that yeah, shit. Yeah, you guys should go there instead. Yeah, it's go there. Better. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I heard recently there's this thread on Reddit. Oh, what oh. is the best room in Chicago King's Spot to sleep in? Okay. There is apparently like a unanimous answer and I agreed. The oxygen room. Yep. <laughs> like with that, everyone on uh, yeah, I Reddit love napping like, in the oxygen room. That's where you go. That's crazy. I think it's because they're pumping oxygen in, so you just feel better afterwards. Yeah, it's like when you walk in there, it's like 
it feels like you're on a cloud a little yeah, bit. You're like floating. Yeah. I yeah, that's literally like that's crazy that everybody said the same thing. Yeah. I need to join the Reddit thread on King Swad Reddit thread. <laughs> I know, I need to find this. Yeah. Yes, up, up. I mean, I'm not trying to like get freaky with y'all at the King Swad because I know some of y'all do it, but shout out to y'all. But <laughs> no judges. Um, this has been really fun, Bailey. I see, feel I seriously can like sit here and talk to you forever, but I think this has been a really fun episode, yeah. fun filled. Thank you so much for coming on of and course. doing Meditate, Mashbank, Medicate with us, for coming over and doing my breast mold. And I can't wait to to get a t- candle titty guys oh my god it's so exciting i'll post it so yeah if you guys want to see the updates um we did do some footage um of of bailey doing the the, the the whole process so we'll be working on you know making a cute little reel or something for you guys so you guys can take a look and yeah it should be really fun and yeah is there anything you want to kind of like leave the people with or like t- plug things or you know, tell people where to find you and all that yeah. fun stuff. So you can find me on my website, www.candletit.com. So C-A-N-D-L-E-T-I-T. Um, Instagram, Candletit, TikTok, Candletit underscore LLC. The original one weirdly got deleted, I think, because it had tit in it. Yeah. But they let the LLC one slide. I don't know. Because they say, gonna... oh, that's a business. Okay, we want money. Okay, cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, yeah, you can share your breast story, chest story on my website as well. So love sharing those stories. I think they're really empowering. I love that. Mm. I feel like there was something else I was that I told you earlier where I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to plug that. You... um. Are you doing any collaborations or any sort of Ooh, upcoming? I will be doing a collaboration. Um, just talked with her today. 20, 20-some. 20 um, we're going to be doing some cards and some stickers. But that'll Cute. be dropping in, like, January. So oh, speaking of. Now. Oh, yeah. Thanks for the reminder. Yeah, so I did my breast session with Bailey and so you guys get all this super cute and I love can you share because so all of your merch is like super like uh mindful and intentional so what did you say about this one here yeah so um doing marketing I wanted to make sure that everything a like is as sustainable and ethical as possible so if I created marketing materials I wanted it to be something that people would want to keep and would have a purpose so this one is a breast self-exam card that you can hang in your bathroom or, you know, wherever is a regular reminder to do a self-exam. Oh, I w- yeah, that was it. Um, so there's a campaign called Feel It on the First, oh, and it's yes. a reminder to do self-exams on the first of every month. Um, you can look up some videos on how to do that. This is just a simple little little drawing, but there's, like, more better resources for how to actually do a self-exam card. Um, but basically, I have a, my amazing designer, Chelsea uh Hams of lettering works helped me design these and so there's room on here on the back and so I always send these to my customs clients and people who order online and it has more information on self exams here with a resource um, what else we got you have your uh, mat your pins well we got some cute titty pins super um, cute We've got, so this is another kind of branding piece. I hand these out. It's a five by seven that can be framed. It's the same design as the sweatshirt. So if you like, you know, aren't able to buy the sweatshirt or maybe you don't want a sweatshirt, but you'd like the design, then I hand these out for free because I think it's important for everyone to have these daily reminders that all diverse bodies, all the diverse titties are beautiful (laughs) and we should love them. Um, and then on the back, um, there's information on custom molding sessions with a quote from a client, um, my website, Instagram, email, and then like more information on the stuff that I 
Excel and do. Yeah, look at the cute patch a little, here. Little patch. Um, Who doesn't love a patch? Yeah. Your girl. And then a nice sticker. A little sticker. Yeah. I ran out of other stickers. I was going to give you more, but. Super you know. cute. No, okay. this is awesome. Like, I'm super happy. And, like, I love, like, honestly, like, the. Because it was funny because my shout out to my sister-in-law, Rosa, like she literally just told me the other because she's also a, an ultrasound technician. And she was like, make sure you're checking your breasts. And so, like, I literally was like, how on brand, you know, and how, you know, it was literally just like a form of topic recently. So check your breasts. Um, everyone. Right. I would say it doesn't matter. Across man, the gender spectrum. Yeah. All genders. Everyone, anyone can get breast cancer. Men, women, non-binary, trans, like. We all have some similar anatomy that can lead to breast cancer, and a lot of people who discover they have breast cancer do so by doing self-exams. So they're super important. Encourage your friends um, to do it and do it regularly, like monthly, because our bodies do change, and it's yeah. important to know your normal, which is another great campaign. Oh, yeah, know your normal. Yeah, for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Bailey, this has been awesome. I seriously, this is a, like, we've had, we've, first of all, we've been trying to do this for a while now. We yeah. finally got to doing <laughs> it. We're just, you know, life be lifing. Yeah. Um, and so I'm just so happy that you were here. I'm so happy we were, uh, we were finally able to do the, the session. I'm so happy we were doing the show. And I'm just so happy that you were just able to share your journey and just all your knowledge to the guests and the, and the listeners. Cause, I think that this one here has lots of gems. So stay tuned for some more, you know, fun content that we're going to put together. You know, again, you know, uh, well, you'll see my candles coming out. I want to make one, you know, get that going. And so, and we'll work on that. We'll post that. And yeah. Oh, I, I did want to remind people though, if you are watching that, I do have a event next week. It's on the 30th. It's on the 28th. It's Thursday. And so, as you guys know, I am a cultivator, so I grow cannabis, and I am creating a safe space for the queer community, women, and non-binary people to learn how to grow weed, you know? And so, I'm a self-taught grower myself, but <clears throat> I'm all about sensory learning, so I'm going to bring in all these sensory stations, so you'll get to feel, touch, smell, talk to the plants. It'll be great. Learn more about it on that level. And then also, it's Croptober, so I'll be bringing you guys into, like, the later stages of growing cannabis uh plus we'll have uh, our sponsors in the building um or we'll have a lot of like goodie bags and like we'll have like a raffle and vendors on site and then um yeah and then also um yeah oh the cur we'll have curated cocktails um we'll, which will be infused so you'll also get to consume as well so you'll get to be high learn a little bit mingle it'll be fun so if you are free on the 28th come and see your girl and yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. This was yes. a blast. And that's it, guys. We will see you guys next time. Bye. Kimbo out. Brought to you by the Rick Dog Network. <laughs> well, shoot the damn dog.